Welcome back to Wednesday Night Fight Back. Now, there are 5.3 million people on out-of-work benefits in the UK. And in many of our post-industrial cities, there are large numbers of people on these benefits and simultaneously large numbers of job vacancies. So this poses a question, how did we get here? What, do, what are your thoughts, Michael, on this? Well, um, the short answer is, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, but I think there are several things, several observables that you can make. First of all, uh, you do have these huge NHS backlogs. Um, if people are waiting for, in a serious condition for over a year for their, um, their operation or their procedure, then it's quite possible that they're not going to be working and therefore they're going to be on benefits. That's the mm -hmm. first thing. So I think, you know, the problem of the NHS is not only one of human misery, and uh, it's, it's also one of, you know, there's a huge economic cost, I think, to having those, uh, those large mm -hmm. waiting lists. But the other thing I would say is it seems to be, I mean, I doubt there are many um, self-employed suffering from long COVID. Um, right. um, it, it, it does seem that uh, long COVID uh, in its disabling form, it seems to be concentrated uh, in the civil service rather than the private sector. And mm. uh, if you look within the civil service, it seems to be concentrated, um, at least should we put it this way, um, the defense industry, the defense sector seems to be much less affected by long COVID than, um, than say, environment or, or, you know, other ones. So I suspect there's a it's always, it's always well, I, I, suspect, I suspect there's a reaction yeah. to a degree of bad and incompetent management, actually. Um, mm. And I don't think it's so much even swinging the lead. It's just depressing. If you've ever been in an organization which is badly managed, and I have, mm. uh, it's depressing. You know, it really is. Mm. And, if, and if you're depressed and you get a cold, you, you probably want to, you, you know, that's probably how you stay. I'll take, I'll take the, that point, but actually the, the long-term uh, trend is on this on this category is alarming uh in the 80s there were about a million people on uh disability benefit this this 5.3 million is composed of three categories disability benefit those on universal credit who are on some sort of illness and uh and and jsa in the same category so it's three categories into one but disability benefit one million in the 80s the projections um to the in just in, in in a few years we're expecting you know sort of seven million people not 5.3 million people and there, there has been a covid factor but i think there is also a general sort of post-industrial policy factor because if you look at middlesbrough and hartlepool uh, liverpool you've got you know up to 20 percent of, of adults on out of work benefits and yeah, not yeah. available to work uh, not fit for work and I think that's a long-term consequence of, of of closing the factories. You might say. I think that's that's been the thing, and and that's combined with um, the issue of well, how do we get labour? And the the drug, the thing that the government always leans on immediately is mass mass immigration, and so you've got we're managing to combine several things which which really shouldn't uh, go together. You know, as I say, five odd million people unable to work, uh, British citizens, and then you've got, you know, you bring in well over a million people annually now to do yeah. the work. And we're just building up problems. And there doesn't seem to be enough effort on the part of the government to, to try and train and help these 5.3 million 
Instead, it's easier to put them on the scrap heap and just get new arms and legs. Do you think that's fair? I think it's totally fair. Um, I think that uh, when you look at places, I mean, I always talk about Hartlepool in this in the circumstances, which I mean, mm. no, no, you know, I don't mean no, no insult to no. Hartlepool, but it just the one that keeps mm. cropping up. Um, and the other thing that, you know, I think it does, a lot of it goes back to this whole uh, Green Book policies of where you put public investment. And for decades, the Green Book policy on public investment has been you put it in the southeast and London because that's where the wealth is. And yes. uh, so I think this idea that, yes, you know, the rest of the country and certainly places like Hartlepool have been deliberately, as a matter of policy, as a mm. matter of policy, um, you know, put put on the scrap heap is 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 mm. clearly you know part of that because when you get into a situation like that when you get disadvantage, discrimination, people learn worthlessness and powerlessness. Mm. And if you're starting mm. from a position of worthlessness and powerlessness, slipping into disability is uh, it's it's a very very easy trip to go. And it's difficult to get out of once it's very starts. difficult to get out of. You, you, you need a, re, a remoralization. There's one other factor as well, which which I'm going to mention. Mm because it's, it's about to become a hobby horse of mine. Mm. Um, and that is the impact of menopause on the, mm. on, 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 on the female workforce. Mm. Um, I, I think that it's a, a massive problem. Uh, I think it causes great misery for half the population, or possibly more than half the population. More than think, half, Michael. And I think mm. it's avoidable and treatable and mm. it should, it should mm. be done. I think, you know... If you look at what's happened to supply, for example, of HRT drugs over the last few years, mm. it's become sporadic, you know? mm. as, as if it doesn't matter. And if mm. it doesn't matter, then guess what? You know, more um, uh, later-aged women are, are, are going to be suffering. No, it'll be. It's worth looking at actually as a priority uh, for policy. One thing before we finish, I, I, I should ask you about is a, a point you made. I think at the start of the year which is the discrepancy between the labor market survey and the household survey in terms of how many people are employed. And that gave, I mean, the household survey um, does, yeah, the labor market survey has a higher, much higher number than the, 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 the household survey. So what's going on there? Do you think there are just more people in the country than the government realize? Well, I think we're about to find out, aren't we? I mean, we've got the yes. ONS is just changing its, uh, it's technique for figuring out how many people are arriving in the country, and it's clearly massively more than than mm. they previously thought, by hundreds of mm. thousands, and therefore mm. over the years by millions. So I, I, I mm. can't imagine what Britain's... I don't know what Britain's population is, and mm. I don't think the government does. I think maybe the supermarkets do. I think they're probably the only people who actually have a good idea. Well, that's probably the... Yes, that's probably a far, far better metric. Anyway, I want to give three cheers for uh, Fraser Nelson and the uh, team at The Spectator, who are the only people, that, apart from us, actually, that are highlighting this problem of, yeah. of just millions of our fellow citizens um, out, left to, to, on the scrap heap outside the labour market long term. And it can't last. They've, we've got to address this and, and deal with it somehow. And just importing millions and millions of people in, you're just storing problems for the future and, th and as i say that projection on that figure is going to go up so it's not going away it's getting worse i think it's, it's absolutely yeah, absolutely right i mean we know why the treasury wants loads of people in it's because they are running a ponzi scheme on on national insurance and on tax yes that's the yeah, only exactly. reason um exactly. and actually you know having having reduced 
large parts of the country to the scrap heap, which now need subsidizing, they don't know what to do. Of course, what you've got to do is you've got to remoralize, reinvest, and get those people back to living good, healthy, productive lives. We'd and all open, be better for it. Open, open the manufacturing, open the factories again. Uh, Absolutely. You won't do it overnight, but you've got to want to do it. Listen, thanks very much, Michael. Take care. Take care. Thanks. Bye.